Morales. Sí, señor. Bienvenidos Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martin and uh, primos Ricky Torres and welcome back Hector Reyes. Welcome Thanks, back, Hector. Welcome back. Got my tan. <laughs> uh, feeling feeling good. Had a four hour drive back from uh, Bass Lake today, but uh, feeling good. Feeling real good right now. And that's the commitment. He comes back and he say, he jumps on recording for the Ready. podcast. So that's right. That's right. Gracias everyone for joining us. Estamos aquí a sus órdenes. Uh, check out our website, familiaffb.com, as well as our social media channels at familiaffb on Twitter and Instagram, and also our Familia FFB Facebook page. Well, you know, Hector was without, uh, did leave us for a few days, but uh, he had a good time. Hector, yes. tell, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the trip. So I had a little uh, father-son time. Uh, went out to uh, Bass Lake. It's uh, right. it's the nice. southernmost part of uh, Yosemite National Park. So uh, I made the reservation back like in January, you know, before any of the COVID stuff happened. And, COVID. you know, yeah, yeah. And um, so come to find out, you know, obviously COVID hits and I'm like thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to do? At, you know, back then it was a 60 day cancellation, you know, otherwise you don't get your money back. And I'm like, oh my God. And then very cool of Miller's Landing, shout out to Miller's Landing Resort out there in Bass Lake. Um, they sent me an email saying, you know what, don't worry about it. We understand with, you know, the coronavirus, we'll give you up even till the night before cancellation and we'll refund your deposit. So that was cool. That was nice. um, so that was on my mind. And yeah, it turned out, you know, up until last, uh, you know, when I had the reservation for this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, everything seemed to be copacetic and cool. So jumped, got Dominic, we jumped in the car, drove for three hours up to Fresno, one more hour northeast to Bass Lake, and it was fantastic, beautiful. It's a, they consider it a warm water lake, I guess. Uh, it's like, it was like 70, it's like bath water. You walk in there, it's like 75, 78 degrees, whatever it is. And we went fishing. Dominic's uh, uh, kind of getting into this little fishing thing. He's nine years old, everybody. Um, and it was amazing. It was just awesome. We're going out there. And did he's you guys, catch anything? We did not catch anything, but, ah. you, know, you know, part of part of the fun of fishing is just, not even catching fish, it's just hanging out. You know, I'm just hanging out with my son and we're just talking about stuff, you know, and I'm trying to teach him, you know, life's lessons and things like that. And it was great. I had my beer there. And what I had good a, beers did you have safe for it? I mean, you I, had to have good beers safe for this trip. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Any, you know, obviously, if you're going to go on a, on a special trip, you know, you want to pack the good stuff. And luckily for me, I was fortunate to get some monkish uh, on one of their can releases uh, the week before, Hidden Energies. A hazy IPA, some uh, foggy curbside, uh, some uh, brewery rest picnic lightning, uh, took some cigars. Uh, so I'm hanging out there with Dominic, just, you know, drinking beer and while well, he's fishing. And it's, it was amazing. It was a, it was a really good time. Uh, can't wait to get back out again. You know, one of these one of these years, uh, hopefully next year. Uh, but, yeah, he had when, when we're driving back and he's like, my favorite, guess what my favorite part of the trip was, dad? I said, was it, you know, the food? No. Was it, you know, the, the cabin? No. Uh, was it, uh, you know, the lake? How beautiful it was swimming in the lake? No. It was the fire. It was like lighting stuff on fire. <laughs> you, know, we got, we, you know, we got the campfire going. He got this little stick and he's, he made a torch out of it and he's lighting like, you know, twigs on fire and stuff. So he's a, you know, I don't know, you know, he's, I made sure he to make, he understood you can light stuff on fire when we're camping, but come back to the city, 
that's off limits. So he, I think he gets it. So yeah, that was it. Was awesome. It was a, it was a really great time. Hey, he might have a he might have a future as uh, the, you know the pyrotechnic shows. People. <laughs> yes, so you, you never know. Definitely, yes. Fire. He's he's all over. He can't wait to go back what, and. What type of camping food did you have? Oh, we uh we took some. Let's see. Um, what did we have? I had sandwiches. Just when we're hanging out, I, I got anything I Latino. Some... Um, I, do, I unfortunately I was like scrambling to put everything together. It was like uh, Monday morning. And, uh, you know, we've got to check in. So I'm just kind of going last minute. I'm a procrastinator by nature. I would have taken some of your mom's chili beans. And her I would have roused like at nine in the morning. I'm just like, okay, what, what do I need? I'm just grabbing, you know, eggs and breakfast sausage and, you know, bread and, you know, um, you know, bananas. And so I just kind of threw everything together. I forgot my serrano pepper. You got your beer, so you got the right stuff. I, yes. As long as I had my beer, which is liquid bread, so it's sustenance in a can <laughs> so <laughs> so but yeah we had we had we had a good time yeah definitely awesome i'm gonna start eating in and out and all my sandwiches protein style because i drink so much beer yeah well yeah uh, for sure. Cal- calorie bombs. yeah hazy beers especially are calorie bombs so yeah so delicious ham and cheese wrapped in lettuce that, that, that's a good one <laughs> 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 oh that's awesome that's awesome it's it's good that you had a good time i know i, I yeah, did a man. daddy i did a daddy daughter uh um camping trip a couple years ago with solana my oldest and she uh she actually kicked my butt on fishing she caught it she actually caught a couple fish and, nice. and helped a guy pull in like a 10 pound 10 pound fish up in uh up, up by mammoth lakes and so nice. she's got a she's got a great picture of that so it's kind of like and uh yeah she she caught the fish i had to make the s'mores that night so that was there you uh, go. that was a good little little uh Little, little trade off there. Little yeah, we we did the s'mores too, and there was at one point it was like you know three in the afternoon, sun's out. Dominic's like, I want s'mores, Dad. I want s'mores. I said, Dominic, we have not made a campfire yet. He's like, but I want <laughs> s'mores. I said, All right, look, man. I said, go in the fridge. There's Hershey bars in there. Get some graham crackers. They're right over there. Uh, get a marshmallow. We're gonna throw that bad boy in the microwave, and we just straight up, we just straight up made like legit like microwave s'mores, like daytime s'mores. You know, before there's a campfire. Just threw them in there, microwave style, and hey, in a, in a pinch, it works. So you could have gone, go. you could have gone Latino style and just uh, put it, put it on a, put a mushroom on a, I mean, a, not a mushroom, a, a marshmallow, marshmallow on a fork, and then just uh, burned it, it on the stove. stove top. That's exactly yeah, right. what I just did last week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we had extra ones. I had the graham crackers. I was all like, oh, this there is you too go. good to pass up. Turn on the stove. I didn't know that I had it in me. There you go, man. That's cool. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, speaking of Mexicano, you know, Nico, our cousin Nico, uh, who Nico called, Nico. Who, who instead of, uh, you know, Jimmy the Greek called himself Nico the Mexican. Yeah. Uh, we got a nice little uh, sub sub in for you. He called himself the designated Hector, the DH. There we go. <laughs> it is so we funny, go. Hector. We started the show. Nico started, <laughs> Nico started talking about himself. And then I realized, it was like, Georgie's not recording. So then no! George, <laughs> so I had to text Georgie, Georgie had to stop everything, and it's pretty oh, funny. funny. See, nice. see what, see what nice happens if that's like a bad omen, you know, when I'm not around, the recording's not recording, and <laughs> it was, it was just, uh, yeah, it, it was, it, that's it, funny. Uh, yeah, it, it, I called it rehearsal, so there that you was go. fun. 
that was go. fun. But it was cool. You know, I think it, I think the cool thing is, you know, it, it's, you know, not to say that anybody, you know, obviously the three of us have good chemistry. You know, we, we've saw this way before on all the times that we've had uh, uh, opportunities to talk, you know, and argue about fantasy. Spirited, spirited debates. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's cool to know that, you know, we could pick up, pick up any of the 12 members. Actually, uh, most of the people, even the ones who aren't on our league, who aren't in the league and play in other leagues, uh, could sub in and just start talking fantasy yeah, football and just yeah. uh, do a good job. And it was it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to be able to, uh, you know, kind of bring somebody else in. And hopefully we'll be able to do that with some bringing the DH once in a while. There yeah, you the go. DH. <laughs> Yeah, and he his uh, his talk about the you know the gambling initiatives that uh, that could be coming up to uh, increase the possibility of California getting getting online sports gambling. Yeah, that would be uh, okay. that was a fun little addition from Nico. So go go figure. He talked about gambling. Yes. Well, he and I are going to Vegas uh, in a couple of weeks, so there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Vegas, be warned. You know, make sure to have extra money. We're gonna put those Vegas, We're gonna put those NFL bets in. He and I, and uh, I think I think with the brain trust of the Familia League, and uh, I think we're gonna put our heads together and come up with some strategies and put out some good bets, maybe some over unders for the for the season. So more to more to follow on that. No, that's that. That's gonna be a good time. So yeah, you guys yeah. are gonna give us. You, you after that, you guys are gonna give us some good cheese med. But I'll right now, up, let's, yes, updates. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get into our cheese med. Cheese med. Cheese med. So uh, you know, there's been some talk this week about Antonio Brown possibly Ooh. coming back to the league. <laughs> uh, there's some. Uh, it seems like there was some chatter that was a little more than chatter, maybe flirtation between the Ravens and Seattle. Uh, maybe some more discussion to talk. Woody, is, is there a team that you'd love to see uh, Antonio Brown get get signed by? The Ravens. Or, I'm sorry, not the Ravens. <laughs> the Raiders. Only because I don't like the Raiders a lot. Uh, but so, yeah, I don't so think it's, you're cursing I, I think that. That's funny. He, he doesn't need to be in the NFL. Well, he already had his chance with the Raiders, so it's like he, he just – I don't think he should be in the NFL. He had his chance. I mean – What's the reason? He's, yeah, we're based on what? He's I mean, got what, cases pending. Stuff yeah, just there you go. There you go. That's out. right. That's like, right. Do you really want to – put any money on this guy if he's just going to get suspended from the NFL because of bad behavior and stuff like that. He's just a major risk. Uh, if he lands on either the LA teams, it'd be interesting since they're going to be on hard knocks. But other than that, it's like, uh, I'm tired of this guy. I just want a normal regular season where no one gets suspended. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> nobody get, nobody holds out. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, hold up. That's already not going to happen. So right. we're already seeing that. But if Antonio comes back, it's like all the news is going to be on him, all the highlight. Like, watch him go to Tampa Bay. Oh, oh. man. So what? But what, where, where are we at with Antonio Brown specifically? Because I mean, it's been it, it feels like it's been forever. He comes in. Let's say the Ravens pick him up, or whoever picks him up. Roger Goodell Seattle says what? Four game. He's he's automatically suspended for a couple of games based on past behavior where where are we with that yeah there's talk of him being suspended for up to eight games wow so, yeah yeah i mean stay away stay away yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's one of those things i mean the, the, there was one thing that i heard in Brown. that's who i wanted to be. oh my Browns. god <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mijo, are you serious oh. uh, 
That's oh, just man. that that's that's lighting a pack of firecrackers right in the middle of a you know yeah, that, of a that, polo at, you know at a baptism. <laughs> yeah, with the, the with the Browns, the fuse is already lit. I mean, that's that's a, that's gonna blow. <laughs> oh no, man, no that that would just oh, I I don't want to see it. The, but the one thing you know, one thing that I always heard when I was at when I worked for the Dodgers was you can be a jerk as long as you hit thirty home runs. Exactly. So he's got the talent. He's Hall of Fame talent. Uh, But the thing is, yeah, he has been a head case. And so I I don't know if they're, you know, someone's going to take a chance. I mean, it looked like it was the perfect opportunity when he went to New England because that's a no BS organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ravens look like it could have been that because they're kind of that. But how many of those are strong enough to really do that and have a need uh, and have a need like that. Cause yeah, Tampa Bay, but you Tampa Bay, sure. But you know, we're, there's so many mouths to feed in, in Tampa Bay. Great. And you know, all pro mouths to feed. Heck yeah. I mean, he's almost like Rodman on Tanner Brown's like, he's kind of like Dennis Rodman. He's like, you almost feel like, like you said, super so talent, good. hall of fame talent. He can make it somewhere. If he has the right coach, if he has the right leadership, if he finds the right direction, to be able to 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 harness that craziness that he has and that emotion that is is ex- so explosive, in in the right in the right organization he could do that. But like you said, who wants to take a chance if as soon as he steps foot you know you know uh, you know onto the field, okay you're suspended for eight games. So it's definitely a definitely a risk for anyone to take a chance. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll can do it, but the fact is you know then all of a sudden what does that do to the value the fantasy value of Tyler Lockett and, and DK, DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf, yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him up there. I want to see those two guys just blow blow up this year and yes. not have, with no drama. Yep. Well, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott uh, had a had a Zoom call with the media. Said that he's feeling normal after testing positive uh, for COVID nineteen on June fifteenth. So uh-huh. we're gonna we're you know considering the fact that Primo Ricky is a registered nurse, we are gonna. Uh, introduce an RN segment. So yes. this is going to be Ricky's notes. Here we go. Primo, uh, he's not feeling symptoms. What are your thoughts? Well, on he said now he isn't. At first he came in saying he was asymptomatic. Great. But he's now he's saying, you know, even then it wasn't too bad. I had a cough and a little bit of shortness of breath. Now I feel good. I feel normal. So if he's feeling fine now, great. But the only other thing you got to think about is how much damage did his lungs take, if any, hopefully none. But the second you're symptomatic, that tells me that your lungs couldn't breathe as well. They couldn't expand as much. So it's one of those things, uh, is there scar tissue that's, that can happen? Uh, is he not going to be able to, to have as, as great a conditioning as he did before? Is he going to be behind on his training because of this? So there's a lot to think about. Um, but like I said, if he was asymptomatic before – that's great, but because he had the symptoms, that tells me that his lungs actually did take damage. So it's scary. I already don't like the guy, but he's a beast. <laughs> so it's like I would hate to see if COVID does anything to him, but I don't know. Zeke's a beast. Maybe he can be the one guy to show us that it ain't nothing. Yeah, so if we'll he's a- oh, go ahead. No, I was, go- I was just going to say, in the beginning, he mentioned that he was upset that his diagnosis got out there. You know, HIPAA, HIPAA guidelines – uh, you know, privacy. He didn't want anyone to know that he tested positive. So, uh, you know, I take this with a grain of salt, you know, just because Ezekiel Elliott says he's feeling normal, you know, you know, 
I think everyone everyone understands that guys in sports aren't always going to say what's real, especially in NFL. Yeah, I feel great. I'm ready to play. You know, you know, your fingers, you know, your fingers, you know, Ronnie Lott sideways. Yeah, no problem. I, you know, so yes, I, I take it with a grain of salt for sure. If a guy who's asymptomatic, Rick, you brought up a big, uh, a good point about the conditioning. If a guy is asymptomatic, is there anything that would be stopping him from continuing training just like on his own? No, not like on your own. Um, if you have the virus in you, I mean, we don't know enough. We don't know if he's going to overexert his heart, if he's going to, because he's rushing and everything, that he's going to spread the virus in his lungs. Um, but he should be training. But if he's saying that he felt shortness of breath, he shouldn't be training at all. He should be doing lightweights, if anything, just to make sure he doesn't like have any uh, decay of the muscles he already has so, or deterioration. So, I mean, if he had the shortness of breath and the cough, He's not doing any running. He's not doing any jumping jacks, any burpees, nothing like that. Because uh, all he's going to do is, is make it harder on his lungs to breathe. And no one wants to see that because then you have the lack of oxygen. And that's just going to do more damage overall. So, no. The way he says he felt, he probably wasn't training for at least a week. Wow. Well, that's the RN segment. We'll yeah, things bring that eye back on for we'll sure. Be- We'll Ricky bring that starts. back from time to time. Uh, yeah. So the next one is going to be the AARP segment with uh, <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, uh, the, the viejitos in the league. <laughs> Adrian, yeah, the older viejitos. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Peterson. 38? He wants to play till 38. He wants to play four more years. Four There's more years. right now. Yeah. Ooh. Four more years. I can't imagine how achy his shoulders and knees and hips feel. And I'm only 33, so. He's just a beast, though. To, to, I mean, we all saw him he, get that he's injury. The, well, my, he's the, he's the my OG. NFL fandom, he's the OG beast. Yeah, yeah because he, I think Adrian Peterson, whoever his surgeon was, and, and I think it's out there, you know, the, the, because he Adrian Peterson, wasn't he the first guy – to tear up his ACL and then come back and be better than before. Because before that was like a dead sentence. Like, Oh my God, he blew out his that, knee career is over ACL and MCL and MCL. Yeah. So he came back with like a bionic leg and he just became like a monster. And so he came uh, back and he came back in, within a year and he was yeah. great. His first year back where it's usually it's that year. They, they, they're okay. And then it's the second year, but no, he was the first week back. He's, he's, he's super freak. As yeah. a monster. If I was him, I would have been, and we don't know, but you know, just throwing it out there. Maybe when he got the new knee, he maybe he told the doc, you know what, doc, just do my other knee while you're at it. You know, just make that one bionic too, and make my shoulders bionic too. So maybe like AP is like, he's heart. like, yeah, you know, maybe he's just like this bionic man that we don't even know. Like he looks like it. Jeez, the guy's still a beast at, at, at you know what 30, 34 now. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna rise up the the rushing the all time rushing leader yardage yep. Yep. board. So I don't he's about four thousand shy of Emmett Smith. I don't know if he gets there because that basically means he's got to get a thousand yards every year, and I don't think he hit a thousand yards last year. So uh, uh, you got to figure career. the numbers. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. You a know what career. my favorite Emmett... part of his career was? What his last college game he played when. He played Boise State <laughs> and won on the the Statue of Liberty play. <laughs> that was amazing. If you guys have ever seen that, 
watched the whole fourth quarter of that game. Oh my goodness, it's the best football game I have ever seen. So many lead changes, and for it to end that way in like double or triple or overtime, whatever it was. Or no, I think it ended. They didn't go into overtime or something. Or I don't know, something like no, that. No, it was in a, it was in overtime. It, it was, was in the overtime. first overtime because they didn't want to. The first play of overtime, Adrian Peterson ran in ran in for like thirty yard touchdown. <laughs> so then at Boise, they got they got their touchdown on like a fourth down play with like penalty flags and everything. So then the coach said, "Screw it, I'm just gonna do uh, this last play because we don't want to go against Adrian Peterson." So and that's your yeah. liberty. That's your exactly. liberty. So Adrian Peterson, oh, he's man. an amazing player. If he lasts another four years, he's gonna outlast a lot of other younger good running backs. He's like the Energizer Bunny, man. Just right? <laughs> just keeps on going. Just keeps on going. So we had another uh, – Ricky, you found an interesting note about uh, the first six rows of uh, sta- NFL stadiums are planning to be covered to avoid uh, to avoid players having exposure to fans for those, those stadiums that are going to allow fans and also to allow the teams to sell advertising. So that's an interesting thing to yeah, I think to we were talking about this last week how, uh, you know, if anyone's going to be doing the Lambo Leap this year. Whoa. because of covid or anything so it's funny i guess the nfl thought about that too and now ain't nobody doing no lambo leap that's like lambo it's the lambo wave like you make a touchdown yeah. and you like you like wave to those fans in the, in the front in the get them a football. like hey yeah, yeah, the, the air wave. high five yeah right? the lambo air high five it's yeah, <laughs> it'd be diff- yeah different for sure so it'll be interesting um it'll be interesting because they're also saying every city is going to decide how the the attendance is going to be but it's going to change a lot per city. It's going to create a lot of unfair advantages uh, when you come to like you know cities that aren't as infected. They're going to be full blown capacity compared to like cities like LA. They're going to already don't have anyone going to their games. Right, right. So, but it'll be interesting. I mean, this is just their first talk about it. It's going to look like a soccer game because isn't that how soccer does it sometimes? Yeah, exactly. I was watching the soccer game last night, and they had like cardboard cutouts of fans, or I don't know what they did to the to the seats, but it, no, it looked like people. Yeah, like I every other that, every other yeah. seat is like a, the seats are different colors. And they so it, still it, yeah, have weird. they still have the sound effects. Yeah, weird, but hey, whatever whatever works. And they're gonna do uh, they're doing advertising, Rick, on the on the is that the uniforms or or on the or on that on the just, on, just on the tarp on the area that, that tarp. Yeah, got it. Which hey, they need to make the money up somehow, I guess. It doesn't affect me. It just affects whoever bought those first six rows. So right. uh, I ain't one of them. So <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> it, it'll look pretty. Hopefully, teams can be uh, creative with it and do fun stuff with it. But we'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll you'll see all sorts of. It's you know, definitely pro- the first big change we're gonna see this season in game. Yeah. Very much, very much. I mean, you know what? This is gonna be a year we're gonna have to be you know, flexible on everything. So, you know, from a fantasy perspective, we're going to have to keep an eye on, you know, roster, you know, on the uh, additional roster spots on the bench. And it's, uh, hey, we're all going to be learning. But you know what? It's uh, as long as we're looking forward to the distraction of the NFL, it's going to be great. And uh, there you go. Sports. Yes, please. Sports. Yes, please. Uh, (laughs) And speaking of looking forward, you know, the in our last segment, we talked about uh, last segment, last episode, we talked about the second year quarterbacks who were going to be looking at looking at possibly busting out this year. And so in, in, in. 
related to that series, today we're going to be talking about running backs. And, you know, I'm older than you guys. I remember Earl Campbell in 1978 just coming in and being like 1,500 yards right off the bat. Eric Dickerson going for 1,800 yards in his rookie year. Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, LaDainian Tomlinson, all just being beasts right from day one. But, you know, now it seems like Guys, there we do get the breakout players in the rookie year, but you know, guys like Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt, those kind of guys. But then there's also guys like Christian McCaffrey, best best running back in the NFL right now. Very tepid rookie year. Melvin Gordon, another guy who's who who's an excellent running back. Not a great rookie year. There are a lot of running backs, and you know, this year we we're looking at nine running backs who were uh, who, who are going into their second year, and looking at the possibility of how they're gonna do uh, in their in their second year. Hector, we're starting you off with uh, with, with the guy over in Vegas, baby Vegas. Vegas, baby. Like I said, I'll, I'll be there in a couple of weeks with my mask on, putting down some laying down some bets uh, for the coming NFL season. Hopefully I get some victories there. But yeah, talking about Josh Jacobs, you know, first round pick from the uh, now Las Vegas Raiders, 24th overall. Um, and when I think about Josh Jacobs, I think about pedigree, pedigree, pedigree. The guy went to the University of Alabama. And, you know, if you know about Alabama, yes, they have some great wide receivers coming out of Alabama, but their running backs, you know, you don't don't sleep on Alabama's ability to recruit running backs who translate well to the NFL. You had Eddie Lacy. You have Derrick Henry. You know about Derrick Henry, what he did last year. Mark Ingram. <laughs> Mark Ingram, you know. And now we have uh, our man Josh Jacobs. You know, so yes, uh, last year he played 13 total games, 1,150 yards, seven TDs. Uh, yeah, if he would have played the entire season, 16-game average, he would have ended up right around 1,400 yards. You know, the TD number would have would have bumped up as well. I like Josh Jacobs. I had my eye on him last year. Uh, as a possible pick, I uh, didn't didn't get him, but I would have been very happy to have Josh Jacobs on my roster last year. He's going 2.07 this year, RB11. I would have no problem picking up Josh Jacobs this year. I think he's he's going to be a stud on a Raider team that's just ready to explode. I've mentioned it before. Um, <sighs> I, I think Derek Carr is ready, <laughs> primed, finally. I think prime. I think Rudin's got Derek Carr ready to go. I think he's finally Derek Carr can exercise those demons that you know enveloped his mind when he ripped up his leg uh, i think now he's finally going to be you know put together a solid year this year rugs is coming in waller's there they're going to open up the the passing game i think this is uh open up the running game rather i think jacobs is going to have a fantastic year looking forward to that general manager mike mayock said that he wants to see jacobs get more involved in the passing game and like i said i like Derek carr coming into this year so I, I think a lot more activity for josh jacobs big fan i like josh jacobs uh in, in the second round no problem well well let me just say this if you wait on running back and josh jacobs is your first running back you're screwed for the season <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say for this season because then you're you're set, i mean if you could if you can get a Hail Mary of a second one, because Josh Jacobs had a shoulder fracture last year that he tried to play through. Right. I mean, this guy, he's he can actually take a hit, but if he keeps with, with keeps up with that, he's going to go down again. So maybe they overplayed him. That's why he couldn't last all the games. Right. So this season, I don't know. I'm hoping he can do it, but I, I see it more almost like uh, – 
what happened to Saquon? Just this year, he's, his second year is not going to be as big of a jump as everyone's hoping. Like, last year, he was supposed to get 1,400 if he was healthy the whole year based on his average. This year, I'm, I see him for the whole year if he plays 16 games, like, at 1,100. Um, I'm not as hopeful on Derek Carr as you are, obviously, because I've been <laughs> thinking that guy was going to get it together. Like, Has he burned you? Has he burned you before? He almost did, but I still won the championship with uh, quarterback. <laughs> in, so, in spite of Derek Carr. In spite of him, exactly. <laughs> Ricky, had, Ricky, I have a feeling we're going to have a beer bet, you and me. Right. <laughs> you like Josh Jacobs? I do like him a lot this year. I think he's a guy who's going to, who is, he is my pick for the guy who can jump into the top five mm-hmm. of the running backs. Oh. Oh, I will bet you so much. <laughs> we got a beer. We got a beer bet, Primo. We got a beer bet. I yeah, I would bet yeah. you that. Add me to that. Add me to that. Add me to that bet. I'll take that, Rick. <laughs> oh, come on, I, I like. I like. Well, yeah, you know what? But like we've talked about before, yes, he fractured his shoulder. Yes, he played most of the year with that injury. But you know, all these guys have had a chance to heal. I don't. I don't. You know, we. we everyone yeah, drafts. Going to be in the top five. Maybe not top five, but he'll, I think he, I think he has I think he's I think he could be this year's Dalvin Cook. There you go, the guy who jumps from the second round into the top no, five. The next guy has that chance. I very much, very much. The the thing I look for him before we jump to the next guy is you know they they want to use him more in the passing game. So that's it. That's it. And and Derek Carr does like to throw those little dump off balls, but uh, I like Josh Jacobs. The beer bet is in. So uh, is it top you know, five I'm, is it top five running back? Top five running back. I'm okay, I'm, put, I, I'm I'm putting I'm not gonna say if I'm gonna say he's gonna be a top five running back. All right. All right, put put me down for that against Rick. Ooh. I'll take that. I'll take that bet. I Ricky like Josh Jacobs. Right, like I said, Alabama. Alabama running backs, they're up there with like Georgia with Gurley and Chubb and Sonny Michelle. Alabama's catch fire. Alabama's hey, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. It's all I gotta say. Eddie Lacey. Mark Ingram. <laughs> Forrest Gump too, man. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, what can you uh, say? What? Hey, Forrest Gump. I think he's had some records, man. Come on now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna uh, after this. I'm gonna call my mom and have her set the veladora for Josh Jacobs. But you uh, Ricky, you got the the our number two guy on this on this list. Well, I really like this guy. He was Saquon's backup at Penn State, and that's Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he's all alone. He doesn't have Jordan Howard anymore. He got the boot. Uh, but when he did play, he, he looked good when he took lead back duties. So now he's got all to himself. Yeah, he's got Boston Scott, but I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> so, honestly, who is he? No one knows. No one's going to know all season. They're just going to know that to maybe have him as a handcuff. But Miles Sanders has a year under his belt. He got some good conditioning. So he's he's a good receiver, and he can do screen passes, which is what they're going to need a lot, with Alshon Jeffrey being out. So they're going to have to rely on him a lot in the beginning of games. The one downfall is if they have to do garbage time, he's not going to see it unless they do do the little uh, passes to the side to him. But he's all alone out there, and he's the only one with talent there that can catch a ball besides Ertz. So, I mean, yeah, Deshaun Jackson's whatever, but dude's, <laughs> dude's older than, uh, than Adrian Peterson. I don't know if he's that old, but still, he's past his prime. Miles Sanders has the most talent there right now, so I, I think he's. Def- I think he can easily be in the top ten. I'm not gonna say five, but he's gonna pass Jacobs. Watch. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're being drafted right next to each other. Josh Jacobs at 2.7, Miles Sanders at 2.9. And then so the interesting thing is that Pro Football Focus has the, the Eagles offensive line at number one overall. And, and, and that has me kind of torn because, like you said, Alshon Jeffrey's going to be out. I, I, I'm very kind of queasy about the Philadelphia Eagles offense overall. So I, I'm just trying to understand how Miles Sanders – how successful he's really going to be when the passing game, you know, if the passing game is is not up to snuff over there at Philadelphia, that's definitely going to hamper Miles Sanders. So I, I'm a little bit leery uh, of, of Sanders going that high 2.09, but we'll see. What do you think, George? Sanders, to me, I, I like him a lot because the fact that the Eagles didn't do anything to add to the backfield. Um, there was all these rumors that they were talking to people. They were talking to Carlos Hyde. They were talking to Devonta Freeman and all, all these guys, but they haven't added to it. It has me thinking that it's just Sanders and a little bit of Boston Scott as a changeup. Sanders, I was looking at some film of him. He is a he is a real route runner out of the backfield. He is not just doing taking these little dump off, you know, kind of safety screens. He is running routes. He's catching the ball in in stride, looking like looking like a a, a wide receiver out there i think he's going to be a he's going to be a monster in ppr and he could jump in there i just the the only thing is i'm going to keep an eye on this because philadelphia does have a habit of grabbing run you know grabbing other running backs to just kind of fill their running back room and kind of be more of a committee so uh if they if they have him be the, the sole guy watch out it's going to be you know, 1100 to 1300 yards rushing and about, you know, you know, seven, seven, 800 yards out of the, and in the passing game, he's going to be, he I, I could bet be a you beast. Sanders gets more touchdowns than Josh Jacobs. Ooh. I don't know if I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to take that bet because <laughs> Sanders, San, Sanders is very, Sanders can be very impressive. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to pay you too bad. Too <laughs> crazy, uh, right off the bat, Ricky so just I, wants to. Ricky wants to double up here before the season. Yeah, he's already going to. He already could double up on us or double up. You're taking down all these beer bets, right? <laughs> yeah. I've got it. I've got a spreadsheet. I've there got a spreadsheet go. that's shared between all of us. Bingo. Um, so I got number. I got the number three guy on this list, Daryl Henderson of the Rams. He Ooh. was round two guy, seventieth pick overall. Right now he's going for RB forty three uh, in the tenth round. I, you know, I'm not a believer, uh, just because you know I, I he he definitely has quick feet. Uh, uh, seems like he get got injury got injured a little bit, but to me the big thing that says. Um, speaks volumes is the fact that with the Rams who did not have a first round pick this year used their very first pick they're picking the their first second round pick on Cam Akers to me that says they drafted Akers to be the guy if yep. maybe yep. maybe it's a timeshare at the beginning but I think that as long they they want Cam Akers to be the guy uh at at some point during the season for sure I agree I agree with that I'm looking for Cam Akers to take over the bell cow role um, that girly left behind. So yeah, I, Daryl Henderson, he's going right now, what, 10.2 right now, RB 43. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Not, not, not too high. I mean, I'm thinking about last year where you, did you, did you took Henderson, uh, right before Lamar Jackson? Was that the, was that the pick last year? No, it was Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Okay. But it was, yeah, another, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Daryl Henderson is his second year. Like you said, he didn't uh, we'll even have, do we'll anything last year. So it's no, he really didn't. have to back it up. 
He's, they already got a replacement behind them. I like Cam Akers. Yeah. I say let Georgie or Hector pick up Henderson. <laughs> All the guys nope. who want to win a championship. Nope. I'm, I'm going to take this year's Lamar Jackson instead of uh, <laughs> Daryl Henderson or <laughs> Malcolm of, Brown. So. so are you more likely look, to pick up Henderson or Akers? I am no acres acres all yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So does acres get drafted ahead of him? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think he, I think he needs to get drafted ahead of him. I think he will be miles ahead of him in production. He's, I, I think he's going to be a cam acres is uh, one of the guys who's the possibility of locking down that starting role even earlier than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Wow. Yeah. I, I, that's how much I, I think he's going to do that. I think the Rams want, are going to want to have a, a, a lead guy and they'll, they'll use acres till, till, till they wear him out in about five years. Yeah. 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 No, I, I have high hopes for acres. I like him a lot too. I think, I think we all three agree that uh, we all like him makers. So yeah, definitely looking for him to take over that spot. And then Daryl Henderson just kind of re relegated to, to just kind of that second fiddle. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Our next guy is uh, is actually another guy who's going on. I'm running unopposed right now. Hector, David Montgomery, I Chicago Bears. You love him, Rick. I love him. Well, uh, again, I, I, I take a look at, at running backs. Yes, he's going r- currently round five, RB twenty six. Um, my issue is, is I look at offenses. I, I I tend to look at especially with running backs because if garbage time comes. If you're playing from behind, game script says, you know, you have negative game script, you know, and you're not going to run. And and I just, I just don't, I, I look at the Bears offense and there's just really nothing there that, that impresses me. I, 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 yes, you have Mitch Trubisky, you have Nick Foles, you have Allen Robinson, who I really like. It, if they can get something going there, if maybe if Nick Foles takes over as a starting QB and Allen Robinson blows up. Then I, th- I see David Montgomery maybe having a, a a pretty good year, but if if Trubisky's there and it's the, you know the dumpster fire that the Bears offense was last year, then I then you know I'm uh you know I'm hedging my bets a little bit there and, and kind of tempering my expectations on on David Montgomery succeeding in a Bears offense that just does not impress me at all. Their offensive line uh, currently ranked at number 25 overall. Yes. Montgomery had a, you know, he finished the season last year. I think I think it was week 17 against the uh, the Vikings. He went for 23-113 and a TD. Uh, what does what does have to wait and see? I, I again, I, I just for me, I just don't like the Bears' offense at all. But what, what do you guys think? I love it. If you can get him in the sixth round, because he's going like in the fifth round and the tenth. Right. If you can get him in the sixth or seventh round. I'm like all over it because yes, if the neg- if the script goes negative, that's gonna suck, right? No, because then Nick Foles is gonna come in and tear the crap out of everybody. <laughs> so either way, Montgomery's gonna get two chances to to be a lead back. He's gonna get a chance with Trubisky and a chance <laughs> with Foles. So it, it's it's good. It's win win for him because if they suck. They're just going to start over with Foles. Right. So it, it's one of those things where you just have to deal with the sucky part then 
And if he's your third running back already because you drafted him in the sixth or seventh, oh, I'd love it because then you can sit on him. And then when he becomes a really good running back, boom, he's in your flex spot. And I hate that I'm telling you guys this, but you know what? I was thinking down. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. If he's your third running what? back, I'm, I'm, th- I'd be thrilled. You get a, you get a guy who's going to get, he got 277 touches, and you get that kind of, you, you, and he's, they didn't That's a draft. Lot. That's what I was looking at too. Yeah, they didn't draft anybody, and he he looked decent in the past game. I think I think it, what hurt him was uh, Trubisky. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah, I wanted to give him give to call him by his given name, not not Ricky's given name. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he he did do that, and I think that's what's going to be. Uh, I, I think that's his floor. I think he's a guy who could do what like what Melvin Gordon did in his second year, going from kind of like an underwhelming rookie year and then doing well. I'd, I'd like to think that the that the Bears upgraded are going to upgrade their offensive line mm-hmm. and they're not going to wait around for Trubisky to uh if he's not going to if he's not going to take a step forward they're going to get they're they're going to turn it over to Foles and you know we know what happens when Foles takes over the, takes over the reins during the season. So uh and the other thing that really that that really struck me when I was looking at his game log was his last week, you know, he went for 23 carries, 113 yards and a and a TD in week 17 against the against the uh Vikings. So that is some, you know, maybe that momentum carries over. I mean, granted, that's one game, but that, maybe that'll uh, uh, that that could spur him into the new season. So yeah. uh, that I I think I think definitely he's a guy. If you get him in the fifth round, I think that's a great value. Another guy who's going in the fifth round, Ricky. You're uh, not not you're going in the fifth round. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. Uh, Sony's going, but he's going ahead of. Uh, of uh, Montgomery and it's someone who's had a lot of hype is Devin Singletary. And one of the reasons I like him is he, he had a really high uh, rush yards per attempt. So I feel like if you have that higher than Derrick Henry, then you're doing something good. Problem was, is that he was injured right after what was it, week two. So he missed the next three weeks. And then when he comes back, you're still second fiddle to Frank Gore who long in the tooth, right? So, I mean, but other than that, now he's all alone. I love him, too. I just feel like everyone's going to try to hop on him, too. Everyone knows he's going to be hot. He's got a hot offense with with Diggs, uh, with what? Uh, what's Allen. the Josh Allen, who yeah. came out, for me, I feel like came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Josh Allen's fantasy relevant. Yeah. So it makes the whole team fantasy relevant. So I think Singletary is just in a good situation. They got Zach Moss round three from Utah, but I don't see them using Zach Moss other than a change of pace back. This is Devin Singletary's all the way fifth round. Like, yeah, if he's your RB2, RB2. It, it's, it's if he's your second running back, it's, it's I mean, it, you're solid. You're solid in running back if that's the case. Yeah, yeah so, I've, I've, I've spoken up. I've spoken up. Uh, I've spoken about Devin Singletary uh, probably a couple times. I think <laughs> I think here on our on our podcast. I, I just I just I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills offense. You know, I, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna do fantastic. Like you said, uh, you know, RB two. Um, yeah, he's 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 uh, he's primed to to to, to blast off. Stephon Diggs just got added to the Bills offense. Josh Allen. I love me some Josh Allen. So yeah, I, I'm ready. Devin Singletary, I, I can pick him up uh, as my as my second running back. He's going 5.01 early in the fifth. 
yeah, he, he's going to do some damage this year. I can't wait to see what he does. And if he's on my team, even more so. The thing that I look with him, I, I worry a little bit about Zach Moss stealing some goal line work from Singletary, but I think Singletary is going to take, you know, at least two thirds of the carries uh, this year. And I think he's mm-hmm. going to, he's going to go over 200 carries. He's going to be in there at 200, 225. And I think he's going to catch a, a fair amount of balls. I mean, I look at the playoff game where he caught six balls for 76 yards. And I think that is going to be something he's going to be in a little safety valve for Josh Allen coming out of the backfield. And I mm-hmm. think he's going to use him up. And I, 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 I'd love to get him as my second or third. I'd like to get him as my third running back in the fifth round. I think that would just be, you know, at that Oof. point I'd be like, okay, just let me bang on, bang on receivers after that, yeah, and, yeah. and just have a good old time, just have a good old time. And I think the, I, I think the Bills are so set up as an NFL team. I think their their offensive line was number twenty one last year. I think that's going to take a step forward and be uh, be better overall. So I think uh, as Singletary is a guy, I think that could that could bust down. And I think he's going along, you know, in, in the range of some of the rookie running backs. And I I think I'd rather take uh, Devin Singletary than several of the running backs. No, yeah, there's certain offenses that you, you want to get a piece of. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Ravens' offense. You want to get a piece of that. You want to get a piece of the Chiefs' offense. Um, you want to get a piece of the Cardinals' offense. You know, these are my personal opinions um but yeah definitely buffalo bills you want to you want a piece of the buffalo bills offense if you can get josh allen if you can get stefan diggs if you can get devin singletary you're you're golden for sure well speaking of getting a piece of a, a great running back uh you, you were talking about hector you were talking earlier about alabama running backs damian yep. harris was yep. the other running back yeah. taken there you go uh, you know in the draft on in round three number 87 overall by the Patriots. He only had four rushes last year. So, you know, I, you know, to look for some uh, film on him, I had to look to the Alabama, pretty decent, pretty decent uh, film, some good runs. He showed some good power. Uh, you know, what has me thinking that he could be fantasy relevant this year is that Sony Michelle injury. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. to me has me thinking, okay, I got to keep an eye on this guy. Maybe not draft him or maybe take a flyer on him late if uh, right. you know, there's nobody nobody else to, to look for. But Damian Harris, I, I I can't believe that I'm talking about a guy who only got, you know, four, 12 carries. I can't believe you know, you're talking about him. Four either. carries, four <laughs> carries and, and only got into two games. But we're talking Skip about on him. Hey. Don't pick him up until after week one until we see what the Patriots are doing with it. Exactly. They, they still got James White, so don't forget that. And they still got no quarterback. I don't think Stidham's a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, and don't forget Rex Burkhead. There I don't even go. know who that is. I know who that is. <laughs> but, yeah, James White and Burkhead are going to be the, the, the running backs that go receive. Michelle's going to be the runner. James White will run, too. There's no room for Harris to skip them. Just wait and see. The Patriots are going to be all over the place. But like George said, he's an Alabama running back, so you know there, there's pedigree there. So keep definitely, definitely got to keep an eye on. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, another guy to keep an <laughs> eye on, Alexander Madison, Minnesota Vikings. I watched him. Dalvin Cook went down last uh, last season. Uh, Madison came in. Um, did did a, did, a, did a couple things when when uh, you know when he had when he got the opportunity. You know, coming into this season, it's his second year. Will we see 
that second year bump from Madison. If, and that's a big if, we can say that right now because it's still preseason. We can say if, uh, if Dalvin Cook holds out, uh, he doesn't come to play, you know, he's looking for money. And, he, he, you know, if he does the uh, uh, Melvin Gordon from last year, sits out maybe four or five weeks, whatever it is, then Madison will, I, I think, be, be the guy in Minnesota. Uh, but as long as Dalvin Cook is playing, uh, just like Damian Harris is kind of, you know, maybe a bench stash, definitely possibly a handcuff, but, you know, just a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, if, if Cook is playing, Cook is going to get the meat, you know, on that bone. So Madison, just a kind of a guy to just yeah, definitely just keep an eye on. He's going right now 11.4 RB 26, you know, just the, I think the, the Vikings offense is going to be good. You know, if Cook's not there, Madison can, you know, be a plug and play if Cook's not in there. But for now, just kind of a guy to wait and see. Obviously, if you get Cook, you got to try to get Madison. Otherwise, if Cook Cook is going to hold out, someone else is going to enjoy all that meat on that bone. Right, when, right. Uh, Look, because Madison's going to get points. <laughs> the thing is, if Madison does amazing, Cook's going to have to agree to a lesser contract. So I don't want to get into that details. Fantasy-wise, Madison's a losing cause. I think no matter what, Cook comes back. Uh, Madison's a good rental. Mm-hmm. He'll get you yards in the beginning, but... I mean, I would wait till I have my full lineup before I even pick him up. He'd be my first bench spot that I would want. Right. The thing that I look at with uh, Madison is actually just the fact that, you know, all the talk about Cook holding out, there's a couple of factors that are really playing a part in this. Uh, Number one is the fact that if a player is holding out after a certain period of time, and it's not just a certain period of time during the season, it's, it's during training camp. If he's still out, he doesn't accrue service time. So in other words, it's like a lost year in free agency. So there, there, he doesn't get any closer to free agency. So I, I'm just thinking, you know, all of this is bluster right now. He's going to, th- this is going to get solved at some point. He is going to sign and, and, uh, Madison will be, I think he'll be one of the better uh, number two running backs. Probably uh, after Hunt, he's going to be on that short list of like that running back that could be relevant that gets mm-hmm. some relief duty and and plays. But I just I I, I don't I, I don't think that Madison is a, is going to end up being the feature back. Um, I, th- I think Cook's going to sign. Yep. It's yeah. like a coin. It's like a coin flip. Last year we had Ezekiel Elliott. Signed, you know, the next day, you know, I think what was it? The, 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 yep. the season started and I think like he the, signed on Labor Day. <laughs> right, right. He signed on Labor Day. And then we had Melvin Gordon, who's who was out. What four, was it? Four weeks, five weeks. Gordon was at four weeks, I think. So it's a you know tale of two cities. You know, who, who you know, what's cooking? Who's cooking to be? Is it going to be Melvin Gordon? Um, is it going to be Ezekiel Elliott? You know, I what guess, happened uh, when Melvin Gordon came back? Eckler was doing so hot that we're just going to shove Eckler to the side. So Gordon's production fell, too. So. Yeah, that there's that, and there's that. So Cook has to think about that too. If Cook holds out, Madison comes in and actually does what Eckler did last year. Now Cook has to be worried. So definitely something to think about. Exactly, just what you said. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be uh, relevant unless Cook gets hurt during the season. Yep. So again, a popular handcuff, but something. Uh, but I don't think he's gonna be a guy in redraft when 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 push comes to shove in late August when people are drafting. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy to keep an eye on is our next guy, Ricky. Um, Benny not- Snell from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not hot. No one really knows much about him. But the good thing about him is, 
I think James Conner, they don't want to, they might want to re-sign Conner, but if there's bad blood there, they might just trade Conner if Conner does really well the first four or five games. This mm-hmm. way they can get help somewhere else, which I don't even know where they could. Maybe get a better tight end, but we'll we'll see. Uh, but other than that, Snell's not going to do much. If you're in a dynasty league, I would definitely want to grab him because he's the nice young guy. Like I said, they're going to get rid of Connor if they don't sign him to a long contract, which why would they? Because Benny Snell can lead the backfield because he had to when Connor went out starting week 12 and so on. Uh, and he did like 21, 16, 16, and 18 carries down the stretch. So that's not the 30 you want from your running back, but at least we know Snell got some conditioning in last year so that if he had to take the lead back uh, when Connor leaves five, six games, and this is all my thoughtful thinking, sure. Uh, then I would say, oh, get Snell because then he's going to be like in the top 10 running backs. But it's all going to be about what Pittsburgh decides to do with Connor. And I just don't think Connor and Pittsburgh are going to be together in the end. Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait and see. I mean, Big Ben is back, you know, and and that opens up things. If Connor, you know, if Connor's going to be is Connor's going to be there, obviously, you know, I think his ADP is he's he's at I think he's not even he's not even being drafted. Is that is that where we're at with that, George? Benny Snell, his ADP is, is no draft. NA? Yeah, so it's yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Right right now, it's Connor's it's Connor's world and 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 Big Ben's world and. You know, we'll have to wait on Benny Snell. Rick, I, obviously you like him, Rick. But, uh... I like him because I think Connor is going to get traded. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity for Pittsburgh to trade Connor as soon as Connor looks amazing because Big Ben's back. And then Big Ben can be like, hey, I really need this piece. And Snell's good. Snell showed he can do it. So they don't need Connor. Got it. Well, to me, the thing is, I I don't think I don't think Connor's going to be trade bait. I think he is an in, a definite injury risk. You know, his mm-hmm. two year his two years where he's been the bell cow, and Pittsburgh does like to use a bell cow. Yep. They he's gotten hurt both years, and that to me has me thinking, you got to prepare for the worst with uh with Connor, and that to me is like I as much as I hate to grab a handcuff. I mean, maybe it's something where you, you keep a guy, you know keep the guy in mind or maybe if Connor starts showing up on the injury report then you grab a Benny Snell because the fact that you just when a guy shows that he's going to get hurt it's just a great indicator that it's going to keep happening guys don't just all of a sudden become more you know less injury prone so right uh and and Benny Snell you know running behind a uh offensive line that was number 9 according to pro football focus i think he uh he looked good coming out of that backfield um, pittsburgh running backs whoever seems to be running back there and remember those times that Le'Veon Bell got got suspended or was hurt so you know, it was it was D'Angelo Williams yeah. who come out and remember, he looked like that. a. And, and they have looked, such a young backfield right now, yeah. which is benefits Connor because they got Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, and rookie Anthony McFarland. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he might do really well, Connor, but it's like get rid of him. They don't. He, he's on his final year of his rookie contract, which means they got to pay a lot of money next year. And obviously, they look like they don't like spending that much money on running backs. Yeah, I think they're going to run him, run him hard, and probably let him walk after the year. But yeah. um, I, I, that's why I'm willing to take the chance on Connor. But I'm keeping an eye on Benny Snell, uh, either late in the draft or on the waiver wire after week one. 
So speaking of a waiver wire pick, uh, our last player that we're going to talk about today is uh, Tony Pollard, who was picked in the fourth round, number 128 overall, as kind of Ezekiel Elliott insurance. You know, obviously we talked about Ezekiel a little bit earlier. And, you know, I I do remember remember with a chuckle thinking, uh, thinking back to last year during training camp when when Zeke was uh, training in Cabo and the Cowboys were not in Cabo. And uh, Jerry Jones was talking about how, oh, yeah, you know, we've got Tony Pollard. He's ready just in case we need him. Well, they didn't end up needing him after all. And you ran a little bit. The Cowboys are a very run-heavy team. So he will spell Zeke. But uh, I think he's got uh, – he looked good back there. But, I mean, really, uh, I expect Ezekiel Elliott to end up with 300 carries this year and and be the guy – be. Be alone all season for them. I'm gonna just start off with one thing. I don't believe anything Jerry Jones says. <laughs> exactly. 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 I was listening to him talk about how he thought how he knew Dak was gonna be the rookie of the year, blah blah blah. So I was like, <laughs> get out of here. But anyways, I think Tony Pollard, only because Zeke's got the corona. I say that's why you should be like one of your last picks in the draft, one of your ha ha just in case picks but other than that he did look good when he got to play he wasn't nothing like Zeke but I don't know maybe he develops into it that line is really good that team is just really good at offense they always know how to lose uh but other than that they get yards (laughs) and touchdowns so Pollard's a nice handcuff but only because Zeke had the corona I would think about picking him up at the very end I was thinking the exact same thing based on what you said earlier. And, and again, it's it's good having your kind of in-depth knowledge, Rick. I, I didn't, I didn't know. Who knows? Maybe um, they showered together. Yeah. And he's got it too, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, especially like you said, if, if, if Zeke has it, and I think you mentioned earlier off the air that, um, you know, if, if you're getting, if you're test positive for coronavirus, there's, there's word out that, that once you have the, once you've tested positive and you have the coronavirus, there's there's talk out there that it can possibly have long term negative yeah, impacts, scar tissue issues. and things like that. That you like, like you said. So, think, based on that, you know, if that's if that's the case, and if and if we do see that, you know, knock on wood, I, I obviously don't want to see any kind of uh, impact negative to to anybody. Uh, but if that does happen, Zeke tested positive. If he does have some negative impacts to his lungs and we start seeing during the season that he can't run as much or he needs the oxygen, you know, when he's, and he's sitting there on the sideline and he's not in Denver and he's still sucking air, you know, and then, yeah, then maybe Tony Pollard does become uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting pick. So definitely I'm looking at Pollard as a handcuff only because like you said, there may be some scar tissue, some injury to Zeke's lungs. And yeah, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys do love to run the ball. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Tony Pollard. Oh, that's that's awesome. Well, that's that's gonna be it for the running backs, the second year running backs. Oh, I'm I'm thinking we're gonna get three or four guys who bust loose and help fantasy teams. Uh, maybe there's a couple of you know injury replacements that are gonna help guys late in the season and uh, uh, help teams late in the season to to win and uh, hopefully help our familia community win some championships. Uh, bueno, 
It's todo for our show. Our uh, show. Yeah. Show. Thanks. Thanks again to Anchor.fm for being our hosting network and making our independent podcast available to the Familia community. Uh, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, remember, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Familia FFB, and uh, also on Familia FFB Facebook page. So gracias, everybody. And remember, todos somos familia. Adiós, amigos. Salud. Stay healthy, everybody.